convened as the Marin County Flood Control and Water Conservation District Board of Supervisors. Uh, good afternoon to our team. You're up and uh, we'll welcome you all and begin with open time for public expression uh, uh, for our flood control and water conservation district. So I'm looking in the chambers. I'm not seeing anyone in the chambers. Is there anyone online? Who yes, wishes we have, yes, we have Ann Pollitzer, please unmute. Hi, are, is uh, item 14F still on the agenda about the baffle in San Anselmo? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, then I'll comment then. Thank you, sorry. Okay. All right, thank you, Ed. President Peters, there are no additional figures in the queue. Thank you, Al. We'll go ahead then with item 4B. These are Board of Supervisors matters. I look to my left. No, to my right. Oh, okay. We'll move now to the Water Resource Manager's report. Good thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Supervisor. Um, I'd like to report that we had a community meeting in Marin City on June the 1st to kick off the Marin City stormwater planning effort. It was well attended and the community seems to be interested in the project. Uh, in zone seven, we have an advisory board meeting scheduled for the June the 29th. And we do have an advisory board meeting scheduled uh, for zone nine on uh, June the 26th, but we'll be talking a little bit more about that later in the agenda. So that's it for my report. Okay, to the point, any questions? Not seeing any, I'm gonna ask any public comment. I'm not seeing anybody but our staff in the chambers. Is there anyone online? President Mullet Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Thank you. We'll go ahead now to item 14D regarding the Deer Island Basin Complex Tidal Wetland Restoration Project in Flood Zone 1. Hi. Okay. Um, I forgot to say my name, Tracy Clay, the Division Manager for the Flood Control and Water Resources Division. Uh, with the Phase 1 Deer Island Basin Restoration Project, we plan to restore 77 acres of tidal um, wetlands uh, along Novato Creek behind the Vintage Oak Shopping Center area. In addition to the obvious environmental benefits, there are also a lot of flood control benefits for that project. And here with me today is Roger Leventhal, the project manager, and he's going to have a few things to say about that project. Actually, I want to do is a um, we can address questions about the project specifically, but also um, make you aware of kind of an exciting new development for the Nevada Baylands that I know that Supervisor Lucan is aware of. Um, and this project is all the, the first sort of piece in the Nevada Baylands restoration pie through our work really starting back when I started here about a decade ago, you know, with the watershed program and a shout out to Liz Lewis. We're now seeing um, things coming really forward and with Caltrans looking at raising 37, we've uh, developed and brought in and worked with SFEI, the Estuary Institute and Marin Audubon and we're developing a, uh, a plan for Novato Balin strategy to look really like joining forces with everybody to look at the best way to do a phased approach um, for restoration in the Balins. We've already attracted amazingly um, an, an initial grant of $400,000 of which half goes to the district. And then we've already gotten really positive indications because this is just what the granting agencies want to see is people working together uh, from SFBRA to fund uh, the rest of the study. Um, and the goal is to bring as many of our properties as we can to shovel ready 
And I think this, you know, the project here today is shovel ready for about 77 acres, 30% design on another 100 and something, almost 200. Um, and then we'll look to um, uh, doing that for other, our other parcels in the Nevada Valence. Uh, the benefits, besides just the great ecological benefits and the connection to Hamilton and Belmar and Keys 5 or the flood control, um, sort of natural approaches to dredging so we can get out of paying to dredge with all those impacts. And then I think even most importantly is, is the Nevada levee system, you know, was never really engineered for its purpose and certainly not engineered for sea level rise. And then we can start um, removing the liability that I think we really have, which is pretty big. And we've seen levees right near ours fail in 2017 and 2019, the smart levee, which is essentially just, you know, 20 feet adjacent to our levee and an idea of what uh, the, the magnitude of the liability down there is. So this will start down that road of a comprehensive plan that the agencies like to see and then working with Caltrans and SMART. And I think, personally, I think this is a, a great indication. So if we, we've, you know, we're a tiny department, but around the Bay, we've really worked hard with BayWave and the district to be seen as sort of green innovative and working. And I think, you know, Marin is often invited to be part of groups and talks and various things. So I think that uh, I'm kind of encouraged, kind of good news today, really to think a lot of this work we've done around the Bay starting to really uh, come back in a positive way. So that was one of the- Thank you. Okay, um, before you today, there's five actions on this item related to CEQA processing requirements, accepting a grant, delegating authority to manage the grant and amending a contract for engineering and design services for the project. So well, with that, that's the end of my report. Oh, I did wanna say that we will be giving you some graphics and more presentation on this on the 21st. We just didn't want to overwhelm you today. Good. That was going to be my question. <laughs> anyway, would you like five separate motions when it comes time for all that? Or may we do it on one fell swoop? Or do we need to ask county council? One fell swoop is fine with okay. me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. That was for you, Roger. Colorful language. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, any questions? <laughs> Supervisor Lucan. Yeah. I j just want to thank you so much for the update. And, and Roger, the, the larger picture with the Novato Valens group. Uh, it is exciting to see everybody working together. I know what's exciting about this areas, there's so much public um, owned property here, but there's also a couple privately owned parcels. I uh, just want to get your thoughts as, as everybody's working together. Do you think there's opportunity for acquisition of some of these private parcels to bring them into the overall strategy and kind of what's what's the outlook on that? Okay. Um, I would say yes, when it comes, I mean, you know, with, uh, you know, predicting the future is always tough, especially when it comes to funding. Um, but SFBRA and other things have funded acquisitions. Um, by and large, it's pretty public. Um, there is, um, Rin Audubon is part of the team, the initial core team, as you know, and we brought in the tribes and working with Nevada Sand. So we have really all the stakeholders there. So I would say, but yes, I mean, um, you know, it has to be willing sellers. And, and um, even among the group, there's some people that want, you know, <laughs> different opinions on some of the private property uses you're probably aware of so but yeah i mean uh, acquisition and all that is definitely on the table for uh funding by the granting agencies uh all right let's go to the public see if there's any public comment online Professor peters there are no speakers in the queue i will bring it back for a motion then Supervisor Lucan? Sure, I will move adoption of, I know there's several different items here. I'll just move adoption of uh, all of staff's recommendations. Thank you. 
Okay, thank second. you. We got a motion, Luke, and a second by second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Very good. Congratulations. Go forward. All right, let's go to item number four E. Uh, this is item is uh, regarding a, a lease with Nevada Sanitary District. Since 1983, the Flood Control District has leased lands to Nevada San to operate an agricultural irrigation uh, reclamation project as a way to dispose of treated wastewater. Uh, the item before you today amends this agreement between the Flood Control District and the Nevada Sanitary District regarding these lands. Um, Eric Luter from DPW Real Estate uh, Manager is here today. He negotiated the agreement. And if you have any further questions, he, he could answer those for you. But otherwise, um, I'm ready to turn it over for you to take the actions needed. I'm going to ask if there are any questions on this one from the board. Not seeing any. We will go to public comment. No one in the chambers. President Mullen Peters, there's no, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, then I'm going to uh, call for a motion to authorize the president to execute the Second Amendment. So moved. Second. Okay, uh, motion by Sackett, second by Radoni. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, thank you. That carries. Let's move to item 14F. This agreement, um, this is an amendment to an agreement with MCE Engineering. In 2021, your board awarded a contract to MCE uh, for the design services related to San Anselmo flood risk reduction project. This amendment extends the time of that contract only uh, with no addition to the, the scope or the budget. Any questions on this one? Katie, anything? No. All right, then we'll take public comment. I believe there was one person online who wanted to speak on this, at least. Ann Pollitzer, please unmute. Thank you. Uh, my name is Ann Pollitzer, and as a San Anselmo resident, I urge you, do not allocate more funds toward this baffle. The baffle under discussion is a placeholder for the undoable San Anselmo Flood Risk Reduction Project, a project that has not been completed because the county has failed to mitigate to FEMA standards for potential downstream flooding caused by the proposed removal of San Anselmo's Building Bridge 2. The baffle, a concrete structure meant to replicate the flow constraints of the existing concrete structure, BD2, provides absolutely no flood remediation and therefore does not qualify for funding under the terms of the current Department of Water Resources grant. That grant is meant to stop flooding, not extend flood conditions. The county has already spent $32.1 million for no discernible flood control. Why would you spend more? In the March 9th presentation to the Ross Town Council, Berenice Davison herself says at 51 minutes and 35 seconds into the video recording that she doesn't want to spend funds on the BB2 baffle, quote, because installing the baffle brings no reduction in flood risk. It simply mimics existing flows that are out there now. And if you really want to know what is going on with the county's FC9 flood program, listen to the recordings for the county's flood presentations at the March 9th Ross Council meeting and the March 28th San Anselmo Council meeting. I'll forward you the links, you will be distressed. County Public Works wants to spend $4.2 million on a baffle because they screwed up the safer project. Removing BB2, a structure which, according to engineering reports, is in no imminent danger of collapse, causes a four inch water rise downstream. FEMA mandates a 0, 0.0 rise, the no rise rule. FEMA notified the county this criteria in 2014. The county currently has no funds for mitigation and no plans to implement it. Please note, removing BB2 will not stop flooding in San Anselmo. So who wins here? Well. 
public works because they don't look like idiots if this gets extended. Um, the contractors, that's 52.1 million went somewhere. Katie Rice wins, this is her baby. Brian Colbert wins because he's self-identified with the removal of BB2 and he very much needs one visible accomplishment to run for supervisor in 2024. Who loses? The people of San Anselmo and Flood Zone 9. Please don't waste your money. Thank you. Okay, is that the end of public comment online now? There are no additional speakers in the queue. Okay, let's bring that back then uh, for any further discussion or response, anything. All right, then I'm gonna look for a motion. I'll move the item extending the time uh, period for this contract. Okay, we have a motion, Rice, second? Second. Okay, thank you. A second by Lucan, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. That motion carries unanimously. That brings us to item 14G, presentation on the Marin County Flood Control and Water Conservation District baseline budgets for 23-24. Oh, Veronese. Thank you. Veronese Davidson, assistant um, DPW um, director. I understand there was a concern raised regarding the advisory flood zone nine advisory board review of the proposed budget. I want to inform the board that on May 5th, staff referred the budget to the flood zone nine advisory board. It was also posted online for our May 11th meeting. However, it was canceled due to quorum um, staff hasn't been able to identify a meeting date where quorum um, can be achieved. Uh, we're still trying. I just want to say that if the advisory board is unable to meet, it doesn't preclude the board of supervisors from adopting the budget on June 21st. But we are checking with the board members um, every day to see if we can meet any day next week or up to June 20th before the board meets on the budget. With that, I'll turn it over to Tracy. Thank you. Um, there's a PowerPoint presentation. I was told that it would be available for me right now. Okay, great. Um, so the presentation here today is going to talk about the baseline budget for the uh, flood control district. It's gonna cover all the, the zones. Next slide. This is the third of three um, presentations or three items that I'm gonna be visiting you on today. And it's, this is just a presentation, no actions required here. Next slide. The district covers the entire area of Marin County, but work is only done in the zones that are shown here on the map. Next slide. We, um, most of the revenue received in the county for the zones comes from ad valorem taxes. Uh, a few of the zones also have voter approved assessments. Next slide. Today's discussion is going to be about the baseline budget. Baseline budgets are intended to be relatively consistent year to year. In the flood control district, the majority of the baseline budget covers annual maintenance of our existing facilities and other predictable um, recurring expenditures related to the operation and management of these assets. Next slide. The capital improvement projects and planning efforts are not included in the baseline budget. And I'll be presenting those in the next meeting that we have. Um, 
Major project expenditures will require separate actions from the advisory board and your board to adjust the budget as needed. Next. Most of the district's infrastructure was constructed in the 70s and the 80s, and like a vintage car, it requires a lot of resources to keep it running smoothly. In addition, we must adjust our operations to adapt to climate change. Next. Across the district, there's an estimated $100 million in flood control infrastructure. Next. This table shows where the infrastructure is located throughout the district. We have 13 and a half miles of levees, eight pump stations, and 43 pumps. Next. Zone one in Nevada is our largest flood zone. There's a sub substantial fund balance increase shown here. In zone one, it's important to save money for the Nevada Creek dredge. That happens about once every four to six years. In addition, the zone needs to save money um, for anticipated future pump station rebuilds. Next. Here you can see uh, fire fuel reduction work being done on the Nevada Creek levee. Next. So in um, flood zone three, there are several distinct watersheds, each with unique communities with their own issues and challenges. In addition, uh, zone three has a significant amount of facilities to maintain. This leads to a high baseline cost to revenue ratio. Next. Um, one of the facilities in flood zone three is a Coyote Creek levee shown here. And I don't know if you can tell by looking at this picture, but there's a lot of white spots on that. Those are gopher holes. Um, the gophers are a problem here in zone three and throughout the county. They burrow holes in the levee and they cause pathways for water to seep through. If left unattended, those pathways can eventually erode the entire levee and cause a catastrophic failure. Next. In zone four, the revenue is pretty well matched for the existing infrastructure. As you can see by the, you might be able to see if the closed caption wasn't covering it. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, by the fund balance increase. Next, uh, zone 4A, Strawberry Circle. It has one pump station. It's our smallest zone. It only has 28 parcels. Uh, the fund balance increase here is going to be set aside for future pump station maintenance work. Next. In um, zone five, we are showing a use of fund balance. This is primarily to cover emergency work in case it's needed in a big storm year. Next. Uh, here you can see Escoot Creek on the right. It's right in front of the Parkside Cafe. Then you can see a little pile of sediment there in a big storm year like this year, we actually went in there four times to remove the sediment. On an average year, it's maybe none, maybe one time. And our revenues that we have set aside will cover up to two times a year. Um, and on the left-hand side, you can see the uh, National Park Service parking lot storm damage uh, where the water jumped the banks in Escoot Creek and it blew through the dunes. Um, it caused quite a bit of damage. This happened two times. 
Um, it happened in, in um, 2014 and 2018. The Park Service is working with the Federal Highway Administration right now to develop a design that will have a permanent solution to avoid this from happening. And actually it will um, probably eliminate the need to have a flood zone in this location. We're, we'll be keeping an eye on that and working with them. Uh, next slide. In flood zone six in San Rafael Meadows, it shows pretty high expenses. Again, like flood zone five, a good portion of these budgeted funds are set aside for emergency response if needed. About $8,000 is expected to go to San Rafael for maintenance in a typical year. Next. In zone seven, we're showing a, a use of funds. Um, the revenues in this zone are quite small compared to the, the infrastructure needs. Next. And here's an example of uh, some of the issues we have in zone seven. This is a timber reinforced beam, reinforced uh, berm. Uh, inspection, emergency response, and small spot repairs of the levy are included in the baseline budget. Next. And zone nine, the revenues here include both ad valorem and fee measure funds. The expenses do not include uh, capital improvement construction contracts that have not yet been awarded. Next. And so nine, we maintain very old infrastructure like this 1965's Army Corps of Engineers channel. Next. And new facilities recently constructed with Ross Valley feed measures. We have the uh, a new ramp going into the channel to help us clean it out. And also the Sunnyside Detention Basin. Next. Uh, zone 10 only receives interest from, only receives revenues from the interest. And the money here, again, the, the expenditures are set aside for emergency purposes. Next. So that concludes my presentation. If you have any uh, questions, let me know. Thank you. And then uh, Tracy said you'd be back to us with more detail in the future. On the 21st. 21st. And that, that will be a couple of actions. One will be to accept the budget and the other one will be to accept our work plan. Okay, very good. And I'll have a presentation at that time focusing on the capital improvement projects. Super, great. I'll split it up. Okay, now thank you for a very broad uh, look at all of our zones. Any questions? Looking at uh, Supervisor Luke and Rice? No. Yes, Just a couple of questions, Tracy. On, on um, I one, I appreciate after our last flood zone meeting that you did that outreach on how this budget process works. I really appreciate that communication with the community. Mm -hmm. um, so, starting with flood zone seven, this, I, I, can you just walk me through these numbers in how they relate to maintenance versus? what we're talking about for the flood wall and whether any of that is encompassed in here or none of it is because it's all grants. And then also I know that there's um, a handful, maybe four um, pumps in that zone that are kind of ending, nearing their end of life and how that rate relates to this budget. Yeah, let me answer that at a sort of high level. Um, 
what, um, what these numbers represent are our baseline budget numbers. And those are the things that we expect to occur on an annual recurring basis or maybe emergency basis. Um, and so for the case of pump stations, there's regular routine maintenance. We have our building maintenance staff that goes in there and does regular maintenance. We have um, contracts, small contracts with uh, pump maintenance contractors to do routine maintenance. Um, it does not include a major pump station overhaul. And um, again, and like I said, in regards to the levy, it would include some inspections. I believe there's um, $150,000 in that budget for the levy for spot repairs on the levy. Um, but if there, are, it does not include large um, levy improvements relate, kind of related to the overall easement acquisition, sequel process, all of that, all of those things. Okay. Thank you. That, mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And then on zone six, San Rafael Meadows, one, do you know if that flood zone has met in the recent past? And two, what kind of the main um, expenditures are on an annual basis? You indicated $8,000 a year to San Rafael. Is that for San Rafael to do the maintenance because they're in incorporated San Rafael? Um, I don't believe we've met because of a lack of a quorum. Is that right, okay. Hannah? Okay. November? Last November, we met. Um, and there is an agreement, existing agreement with the town of San Rafael that sets aside $8,000 a year. Um, but there are expenses that are going to be greater than that, significantly greater. We recently received a proposal from them in the 40000 for one year, $35,000 for one year. And them is the city of San Rafael. City of San Rafael, the, the zone is completely within the city of San Rafael um, boundaries. All of the flood control facilities uh, are owned by the city of San Rafael. We don't have any, the flood control district doesn't own any facilities there. So right now we, the, the district staff pretty much serve as a administration role solely. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hey, all right. Thank you for those questions. Uh, I'm going to ask if there's any public comment on this item. I'm not seeing anyone in the chambers. Is there anyone online? President Mom Peters, there are no speakers in the queue. Okay, we'll bring it back for a motion to accept the presentation. I'll move acceptance of the presentation. Okay. Second. Thank you. Motion by right, second by Lucan. All in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Without thank, thank you. you for the presentations, we are adjourned. Yeah. We're adjourned for the day.